Welcome to That Vacation Company. I'm Caleb, and I'm joined, as always, with uh, Chanel. And uh, today we are doing an episode of our series, That Disney Hustle, that we do every other episode. And uh, we're talking about Disney Springs. We haven't talked about this before in our episodes, except maybe, maybe in passing. Uh, But today we're going to devote an entire episode to Disney Springs. And it's kind of an exciting, uh, an exciting episode, if you will, because the one thing that maybe people don't understand about Disney when they're thinking about it, or maybe they've they've only gone once or never gone at all, and they're thinking about doing a trip, the most common thought mentioned is it's too expensive. There's nothing there that's free. There's nothing there that's cheap. There's nothing there that's affordable. Well, that's not exactly true. Uh, and Disney Springs is one of those things that, um, you know, it's it's actually free, free to visit. Of course, not everything there is free, but it is free to visit. And so that's one of the things we want to highlight in this episode is just that Disney Springs is a great option uh, to spend some time at. And we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the various aspects of it. Uh, we've we've done Disney Springs now a couple times. Uh, we've also down, done Downtown Disney. What? We'll talk about that in a moment. But Chanel, why don't you jump in and uh, share some of your initial thoughts? Yes, my initial thoughts. Um, okay, so... <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, yes, like Caleb mentioned, we like to think of ways to save people money and save ourselves money when we go to Disney. And one of those ways is that we tell people not every day that you're going has to be a park day. Now that probably varies if you're doing a very short trip or if you're doing a longer trip, then you can, you know, use this advice. But um, if you're just going for a couple of days, you're probably more than likely going to want to fill up those days with park time. But if you're going to be going for a week or longer, um, we suggest allotting some days in your vacation for non-park days. And what you can do on those days, um, beyond just relaxing at your hotel or your resort, you know, if you're tired, that's always an option. But if you're looking for some, you know, less costly or even free things to do, Disney Springs is one of those places that we recommend and we go to when we visit the parks um, as a sort of a free activity. Now, like Caleb said, free to get in, but of course, you know, they're shopping there's there's retail, there's restaurants. So obviously those things are not free. But you can kick around Disney Springs for a couple of hours easily, spend half a day there easily, and um, just enjoy uh, window shopping, popping in and out of the shops, seeing what's around, um, and maybe trying some of the food there. Um, there are... Not a lot in terms of attractions, but there are some attractional things there that are fun, which we'll get to in a moment here. But just wanted to reiterate what Caleb said, that we like to use Disney Springs as a free day filler, especially for like our arrival day or the day that we're leaving when we only have maybe a half day and we don't want to spend money on a full ticket to the parks, we'll use Disney Springs as a half day burner. Another way to do that, uh, especially if you don't do the park hopper option, is let's say you've got an Animal Kingdom day. Currently, Animal Kingdom is closing about 5 o'clock in the evening. So if you uh, spend your day at the parks, get every last minute enjoyment 
and you're wanting dinner, but you don't want to stop having fun in order to eat dinner, hop over to Disney Springs as soon as you're done at Animal Kingdom. Even if you don't have the park hopper option, you can still hop on over to Disney Springs via a bus, not actual hopping. Uh, but Disney Springs, uh, surprise, surprise, is an area that has been open since 1975. I did not know that. Chanel didn't know that, and I did for all of five seconds longer than she knew, because <laughs> I looked it up. But yeah, so Disney Springs was originally created in 1975 as the Lake, Wa- Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village. Then it was changed to Walt Disney World Village in 1977. In 1989, it was changed to Disney Village Marketplace. And in 1997, Downtown Disney, which it remained until, I think, 2015, when it was finally rebranded as what it is currently, and that is Disney Springs. Why the rebranding, you might ask? Well, this 120-acre complex, uh, known for its shopping, dining, and entertainment, Uh, was starting to kind of lose its luster. It was a little bit smaller back then, divided into a couple areas. And um, if I remember correctly, you know, having visited downtown Disney a couple times, it just kind of lost its appeal. And Disney was kind of losing the battle of keeping guests on property. Uh, That's kind of the battle in the entertainment theme park attraction world is like, how can I keep people on property? It was around this time that I believe the the Harry Potter world, Wizarding World of Harry Potter opened, all that kind of stuff. So Disney needed to keep guests on property because that's how you keep money coming in, right? Uh, So they they kind of united Disney Springs into the storyline of Disney World. And in doing so, kind of crafted a little bit more of a... uh, a stick around type place. There's a lot more to do. There's things to a lot more things to eat and the shopping is pretty cool if you're into that kind of thing. Right now it's divided into four districts, Marketplace, The Landing, Town Center, and West Side. There's buses, water taxis. I don't know why I said West Side like that. Buses and water taxis operated by Disney Transportation which provide access from all of the other areas around Walt Disney World. And part of the recrafting of rebranding and recrafting the storyline was to actually give it a storyline. Um, now, you don't really see this a lot anymore, the the storyline for it. In fact, I had to do a lot of searching in order just to find what that storyline was. But basically, the gist of it is that Disney Springs was inspired by Florida towns. It was developed in the early 1900s. And uh, as this town developed, uh, it's... it's uh, centrality to these springs uh, drew people in and guests from all over the country and here it is today this thriving little town called Disney Springs and uh, it, it's kind of it, it's more detailed than that something about ranchers and all that stuff but you know it, it's kind of a silly little thing uh, but I do love the storytelling that goes into any facet of Disney World uh, including Disney Springs. So that's that's kind of the storyline. Uh, but as we mentioned, it's a dining, shopping, experience-driven complex. Uh, and this has become kind of a popular thing in the last 20, 30 years, uh, you know, where you can do it all in one place. And uh, gone are the days of your indoor shopping malls. Now this is the type of place that people kind of, they kind of want to hang out at. So 
Yeah. Uh, we've, we've found that most of the time that we've spent in this area, it's been in the evening um, or on an arrival day. We don't give it a long um, stay. You know, we don't stick around for like eight hours uh, or anything like that. We just kind of hang out for a little bit. Maybe we'll have some food, uh, some snacks, do some shopping at the Disney store, and then we head out. But we're going to talk a little bit about the various experiences and um, I'll read some of them, then I'll have Chanel read some of them, and we'll offer some critique and comments and endorsements as we go. Uh, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down type of thing. So, of course, as we mentioned a few times, lots of shopping, uh, lots of unique stores, uh, some stores that you can find elsewhere, but um, some some pretty cool shops, um, especially if you're a local Floridian uh, there's a lot of places that you can come and do your shopping and, and have a good time. And uh, you don't have to pay to visit. Uh, there's bowling at Splitsville. There are boats that you can hop on and kind of cruise around the lake there. Or, I'm sorry, the springs. Uh, there are these really cool contraptions called amphicars. I always call them amphibious cars, but uh, apparently they're called amphicars. We've never done one, uh, but it, it's this vehicle that looks like this old uh, kind of convertible type car. And uh, it also has the bottom of what appears to look like a boat. And it is. You just drive down the little driveway into the water and you can, you know, stroll around the, the springs for a little while. There's the big air aerophile, which is the big balloon that you can take up into the air. I encourage you to do it because I'm not going to. Uh, I'm terrified of heights, so you're not going to catch me on that. Um, a new thing that we haven't tried yet, but we're looking forward to trying out or maybe, you know, just visiting. Uh, and that is the M&M store. If you're a fan of M&M's, uh, the Berg family endorses peanut M&M's, uh, mainly me. Uh <laughs> You can check that out and probably pay 20 bucks for a $1 bag of M&M's. Uh, Chanel, why don't you jump in and share some of the other places yeah. that people can experience? I, I want to go back for a second, um, just, to, just for a second. Uh, Caleb mentioned very quickly in passing about the boats. Um, for me, that was one of the, that is one of the more fun things at Disney Springs. Like we said, it's, it's to boil it down, if you want to know what it is, it's a shopping and restaurant district. That's what the, the main gist of Disney Springs is. Um, but the boats, um, are something that I think is uh, fun and attractional there. You can get onto the boats. This is technically, I would call this technically a form of Disney transportation. Um, but you can ride the boats around the springs or the the lakes or whatever we want to call in there and um, just basically get a free ride, which is a win with kids. Um, if you have young children, boat rides are just fun. Even if you're an adult, boat rides are just fun. And so um, the the skipper or the the whatever you want to call the person that drives the boat. Captain. Ca- there we go. <laughs> um <laughs> They take you around the they take you around the um the water feature there and uh, they actually give you lots of facts and things about um Disney Springs about the I remember them talking about the amphicars and um how they're actually um quite a rarity in the world and those are some of the if I remember correctly some of the few amphicars um in the world 
Um, and so that was just interesting. And uh, these boats do take you to Saratoga Springs. So if you are staying at Saratoga Springs on property, it's one of the deluxe resorts. This is actually a transportation mode for you if you're staying there to easily get to Disney Springs. Yeah, and uh, we'll maybe give you guys a little bit more of an update on that in the future. Uh, maybe specifically like the Treehouse Villas and how the boat uh, can pick you up straight up at the Treehouse Villas, an area of Saratoga Springs that doesn't get a lot of attention. But if you're staying with a large group, I would definitely encourage you to check out the Treehouse Villas at Saratoga Springs. And yeah, you're right on the boat line there. There's a little dock. The boat will pick you up and bring you over to the springs. So absolutely. If you're, um, like we said, Saratoga Springs is one of the several deluxe resorts on property and you have uh, quick and easy boat access to Disney Springs if you're staying there. And I do remember when we were riding the boats, it was just really pretty and you really could get some pretty views of Saratoga Springs. And I remember thinking, wow, that really does look like a beautiful resort. We had actually walked around it a little bit ages ago um, at nighttime when I was pregnant with Olive. We miscalculated our bus route and got off on the wrong stop and ended up walking all over Saratoga Springs. But uh, that's a whole different story. Um, But seeing it in the daylight, I was like, wow, that's a really beautiful resort. And uh, so, yeah, we may have some fun news about that in the future, about a little stay there perhaps. But um, so the boats are a great free thing to do at Disney Springs. Um, Now picking up with the list where Caleb left off, there's the Coca-Cola store, which is fun. We didn't spend a lot of time there. I think we did walk in and sample some various flavors of Coca-Cola. Um, so that's just a fun thing. Uh, the Lego store, that's a big hit. If you've got kids, maybe, especially if you've got boys, even if you don't have kids, um, for the Lego store for me is not something that I would visit if I didn't have a kid. Um, but it's pretty cool and it's neat to see the things that they build and stuff like that. Um, thankfully Olive likes Legos, but she's not so hugely into Legos that we had to purchase anything when we were there. Um, and then also another thing that's a, an attraction for some is the Rainforest Cafe. Rainforest Cafe is traditionally not our scene. It's not just something that we're into, especially when we're on Disney property. I feel like there's so many other better places that I want to try than a Rainforest Cafe. And historically, Olive has been terrified inside of a Rainforest Cafe before um, because, you know, they have the uh, the fake storms and things that happen every so often, which can be scary for kids, so bear that in mind. Uh, but this particular Rainforest Cafe in Disney Springs has a, um, has a volcano, uh, obviously not a real one, um, but uh, Olive thought that was very interesting. And you really don't have to go into the restaurant to see that. That's like part of the exterior of the restaurant. It's got a little walkthrough. And she just thought that was really cool. And again, just something free. Yeah. Don't spoil the magic for people. It totally is a real volcano and it will hurt you. Okay. Well, wear fireproof clothing when you go visit the Rainforest Cafe. Um, The floor is lava. So um, I will let Caleb go on about some of the other things here. Okay, well, let's go. Um, If you didn't know I was from Minnesota, now you know. Uh, So uh, there's a couple other things, you know, for kiddos, if if you got them with you, hopefully they're yours. Um, There's a carousel there. Uh, Olive is a big carousel fan, so they've got one there at Disney Springs uh, and another little, like, train-type ride. 
Uh, and I'm not 100% certain if those are open right now, so make sure you check out before you go. And if you're really into that kind of thing, you got a little princess with you that wants to get made up into a princess, there is a Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique location here at Disney Springs. Uh, if you couldn't get a reservation at the Cinderella Castle version of it, uh, you can try to get a reservation at the Disney Springs Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. Currently not open due to COVID, but I wouldn't be surprised if that opens in the near future. So as we mentioned, lots of shopping of various kinds, but the one thing you definitely have to check out is the World of Disney Store. This is the largest Disney store on property, and maybe of all times. Although I can't guarantee that. I just wrote that in the notes. Uh, Very large Disney store, all sorts of merchandise. And I used to tell people uh, all the time that if there's something that you couldn't find again, maybe you saw it in the parks, but you saw it in the back of the park, and you were making your way back up towards the front as you were moving around and you were thinking, oh, we'll, we'll find that one souvenir uh, it, you know, elsewhere and you still can't find it. I used to suggest we'll definitely check out the world of Disney. They've got everything. I've come to learn that they actually don't carry everything, though they do carry mostly everything. So there is a chance that you will find that one rare item that you couldn't remember where you spotted it or uh, you spotted it and said to yourself, oh, we'll get it somewhere else, and then you couldn't find it. You might be able to find it at the World of Disney, but you also might not. So keep that in mind. Uh, But they do have an enormous selection of entrapments. I mean gifts and and souvenirs. Um, And honestly, I I personally do like walking around the world of Disney. I I love seeing all the merchandise. And, you know, even though most of it is stuff I wouldn't buy, I, I have to say one of the funnest jobs at Disney must be designing the merchandise. It just looks like what they do, they have fun with. So check out that. There's also some other Disney shops excuse me, in in the Disney Spring area, one of them that I like to go to is the one that sells all the Christmas decorations. So year-round, you can go pick up your Disney Christmas decorations. Little factoid about me. I don't really like a lot of Disney Christmas decorations. Um, I don't do a lot of Disney decor in our home, even though we're Disney fans, we're Disney Parks fans. I'm just... I'm kind of a, a a bit of a minimalist, so I don't often buy a lot of the Disney tchotchkes and things like that. I appreciate them when I go to the stores, but I um, don't like to have a lot of extra things to dust and care for. She doesn't like fun. <laughs> but I appreciate them. We are definitely, we're definitely Disney Parks gift shop junkies. If there is a gift shop, we will go in it. And um, a lot of our other friends are like, oh, we're going in another one if they go with us. But we just enjoy them. Like, even if we don't buy anything, we just like to look at stuff. And Olive has definitely picked up on that. Like, we were watching, I think, the Disney food blogger. Maybe it was the Diz. And uh, it had to be the Diz and one of the other Disney uh, video blogs out there and they were doing a shopping adventure and all it's like gift shops you know so we, we always make sure to stop at the gift shops and check out all that stuff even if we don't buy anything so let's talk about dining let's do it um okay so we haven't eat, eaten at a lot of the places in disney springs and some of the places that we have eaten are no longer there because downtown disney switched over to disney springs it changes every so often the restaurants change every so often just like everything about disney if you like it and love it just wait around it's probably going to change and it'll probably break your heart and i'm probably talking about maelstrom a little bit right now but okay 
tailspin there. Um, so back to dining. Um, one of the first places that we ate at last time we visited Disney Springs was Cooks of Dublin. It just looked like our kind of place. We're into all sorts of Irish, British, uh, you name it, fare. And so we tried Cooks of Dublin. I'd say we had a, a solid experience. Like it was, yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. I got, um, I got a, um, it was a, pie, a pie of sorts. A, um, I want to say it was like a curry pie. Yeah. And I think it was a special of the day. So you're not going to find it every single time it was, we go. I remember it was, it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was, it was good. It was like just solidly good, but not great, but not bad. Yeah. So other <laughs> things that you can get there are various assortments of burgers um, which that wasn't necessarily what I was leaning towards. Um, but having seen uh, the Dubliner burger, I I think both Chanel and I kind of agreed it, it would be if we were to get a burger at Disney, that would maybe be the one we would lean towards. But I got the fish and chips. If you know me, you know I love good order of fish and chips. So that's what I got. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I would say it was my favorite fish and chips that I've had at Disney. Uh, I'm a while back, we ate at the Rosen Crown Pub in Epcot, and I think I liked their fish and chips better. Uh, but this was a solid effort, and it's hard to go wrong with some fried fish and some some big old chips from, uh, a, you know, as they would call in uh, the UK, a chippy. So, uh, and I, I do recognize that <laughs> we're talking about a place that's based on Ireland, not necessarily the UK. Right. So this uh, solid, solid good meal. Um, it also, I would qualify this as, um, sort of in the uh, wheelhouse of a, uh, fast casual or yeah, what, yeah. what Disney, quick qu- what Disney would call a quick service. So this is not a, a sit down, be seated and, and waited on uh place. If you do want a version of that, uh, with, you know, the type of food, the Irish fare, this is connected to Raglan Road, which is a table service place. Also provides some Irish entertainment, some dancing and song. So if you're looking for more of the table service version of that, check out Raglan Road. So the next place that we ate at, we we ate we arrived at Disney Springs close to lunchtime. We got we got out that day. We got off our plane and uh, checked in at our resort. Olive was a bit of a grump fish because we had gotten up super early like three o'clock in the morning to catch our flight and you know had half a day in the airports uh flying to orlando then after getting on the magical express and checking into our coronado springs hotel and you know getting that squared away we got on a bus to come to disney springs so by the time we did that we were in for we were ready for a late lunch so she was tired and hangry and um so we ate there at cooks of dublin then walked around for probably two or three hours, just, you know, looking at things, checking things out, riding the boats, etc. And then by the end of it, we um, decided to grab a little chicken guy, which is uh, Guy Guy Fieri's, one of his restaurants. It's there in Disney Springs. That was really good. If I had to pit one meal against the other, I would say chicken guy definitely won out for me um just very good chicken very good um flavors um dipping sauces were excellent i think we got tenders and kind of split them all because i think we were still full from yeah you know so we just kind of all wanted a small meal so we all just split a a big thing of tenders and fries and whatever and uh, it was really good yeah so when we went it was brand new 
uh, had just opened recently. And uh, definitely worth the time, worth the visit. Uh, definitely on my list of things to go back to. And uh, what, if you don't, if you're not familiar with uh, Chicken Guy, uh, you mainly have a selection of chicken fingers, but there's also some sandwiches and other things, but mostly chicken fingers. Uh, and they have a selection of signature sauces, and you get to select, you know, two or three of them, whatever, depending on the size of your order. And uh, yeah, be adventurous, try some different things, but they're all pretty tasty at least from the things that I've seen and from the ones we've had, we enjoyed them. Um, and then they're also known for their cinnamon apple shake. Now, we did not get that, but um, a lot of people have talked about it, raved about it. Uh, it's kind of based on, like, cinnamon toast crunch and applejack cereal. So it's kind of like a breakfast cereal shake, if you will. Yeah, so, again, this this restaurant would, would qualify. We would call this a quick service um, fast casual. They specialize in just, you know, they, it's chicken. And Caleb and I are really big fans of restaurants that find one or two things or just a few things and do those few things well, instead of having a massive menu, uh, of mediocre things, we'd rather find restaurants that specialize in something and do it really well. So we really enjoyed chicken guy for sure. Yeah, so that's kind of uh, what we're going to, you know, conclude. Uh, not conclude. I'm, I'm not trying to wrap this episode up. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about as far as experiences that we've had, uh, places we have eaten. And like I said, you know, we haven't been able to eat at a lot of these places, and the places that we have eaten at, most of them are no longer open. So no need to belabor that point. Uh, but there's a lot of things that we're looking forward to trying um, in hopefully just a few months. But um, one of those, of course, is Gideon's Bakehouse. So we're talking cookies, you know, uh, big cookies, you know, the size of, I don't know, a small person's head. Uh, They look delicious. They look amazing. People are lining up for hours to get in. But I'm sure you're aware of Gideon's Bakehouse. Uh, If you haven't, then you haven't been paying attention to the interwebs, um, especially if you're a Disney fan. Uh, check out some of the the pictures on those. Those cookies look amazing, and I'm definitely looking forward to getting one of those. Um, another place that's on the list of things that I want to try is Everglazed Donuts and Cold Brew. Uh, it's a donut shop. They specialize in those massive donuts with all sorts of various toppings on on the top, all that kind of good stuff. But I will say this. Uh, I, even though I haven't tried it yet, there is one major drawback of Everglazed, and that is the price. Uh, from what I've seen, the prices are, I don't, I don't know, a bit, a bit unreasonable. Um, it's worth a shot just to say you've tried it. But like one of their, you know, funky, they call it the funky bunch. So one of their funky bunch specialty donuts is five fifty a donut. And you better blow my mind with a donut that costs five fifty, since I can just run over to the local donut shop and spend like seventy five cents for a donut. So it better blow my mind, but I'm willing to give it a try because I do love donuts. So yeah, I just want to weigh in on those couple of things there real quick. Uh, the Gideons, um, I was hearing all kinds of hoopla about it, if you will, and uh, seeing pictures and seeing videos. And I'm on the fence about it. I'm certainly going to try it. I'm certainly willing to try it because everybody's just losing their minds over it. And I'm looking at it going, it just looks like a big, colossal, honking mess of a cookie. But everybody's saying it's amazing. So I'm going to give it a shot. But just by appearances, I'm not 
I'm not completely wowed or sold, but we're going to, I'm going to see. Everglazed, I have to say, I am, uh, I love the name. Hats off to them for their cleverness uh, being in, you know, central to South Florida and having the name Everglazed. I just think it's super clever. So hats off. You just won the Chanelberg Cleverness Award if that that's not worth anything at all, really. But um, <laughs> we should totally print one up and send it to them. Right. Um, but they just won an award, I think, from me for their cleverness for their name. Um, to comment on what Caleb said about the pricing, yes, it, it's a little steep for a donut. But I think if 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 you um, are from if you're not from the past, um, you're aware of the whole like gourmet donut movement that's been a thing now for a good five or six years or more, maybe ten years now. Um, and yes, it's unfortunate that people can get away with charging five fifty for a donut, but I feel like as far as gourmet donuts go, it, that's just a thing now. Like yeah. you know, it's just it's weird to me to think that you could order a dozen donuts and spend sixty bucks. Right? Yeah, it, it's it's bananas. But um, I think part of that is just the location. It's Disney. Yes, because it's at Disney. So um, and, and maybe an aspect of it to consider is you can go to Joffrey's in the parks and get a donut for probably half the cost. Right. So consider that. So Everglades, we're not like completely trying to hate, like we're not, we, we hate the game, not the player. Like, <laughs> so, you know, you do, you do what you got to do, do. when in Rome. So if you're listening to this and you're going great, Caleb and Chanel, you're just making me feel terrible because uh, maybe you've got uh, food sensitivity or food allergy. Uh, well, Disney is amazing and always keeping in mind uh, that everybody has various needs when it comes to dining options. So there's a great location um, called Aaron McKenna's Bakery NYC. Uh, it's located in the landing area of Disney Springs. And they've got a menu of vegan, kosher, and gluten-free treats. Um, and some of these uh, look amazing. Definitely check it out. Uh, if you're interested in something sweet and and maybe something like a cupcake or a donut or a cookie, they likely have an option that will fit to your dietary needs. And that that's, again, I say this a lot about Disney. That's one of the things where they're just killing it lately. Um, I've heard so much and even tried a few things from their like vegetarian and plant-based type of uh, offerings, and they are legitimately tasty. And uh, that's coming from a carnivore, you know, someone who just loves to eat steak and all that kind of good stuff. I don't really eat steak all that much, but um, the the plant-based products that they have there are killing it. They're tasty. They're putting a lot of effort into that kind of stuff. So uh, check out Aaron McKenna's Bakery NYC uh, if you're looking for something a little different. A couple other honorable mentions as to things that we're looking forward to trying. Uh, these aren't necessarily things we'll try this trip, but um, maybe in the future. The Daily Poutine. Uh, I, I, I've wanted to make it over to this for a while, but fries, gravy, and cheese, it doesn't get any better than that. Uh, and my Canadian audience said, hey. And then uh, Chef Art Smith's Homecoming just looks good. And so you got to check out that menu, check out their fried chicken options and all that good stuff. So one day we'll get to those things. Uh, those are on my list of things I would love to try. Absolutely. So there you have sort of our um, take on Disney Springs, uh, an overview of what it is, and an overview of some of our experiences there, and and looking forward to some experiences that we're looking forward to having 
when we go back. So there you have it. Disney Springs, consider it on your next trip if you're going to be doing any non-park days, if you're looking for some just free, easy, fun things to do that don't cost extra. Yeah, and if you're interested in booking a Disney vacation, we would love to help you out with that. So hit us up for a free no-obligation quote, and uh, we would love to share some of these tips with you in more detail if that's what you're interested in. We are That Vacation Co., serving you the most delightful destinations. <laughs>